2020 will be a great year. We do have breaking news tonight, a deeply divided moment playing out in American history as we come on the air. President Trump has just been impeached on both Article 1, abuse of power, and on Article 2, obstruction of Congress. Out of that historic victory for President Trump in the impeachment trial, the Senate acquitting him on both charges. Uh, I want to apologize to my family for having them have to go through a phony, rotten deal by some very evil and sick people. And Ivanka's here, and my, my sons, and my whole family. And that includes Barron. That includes Barron, who's up there as a young boy. Stand up, honey. You wake up and you notice that there was something big happened in Iowa, and the big thing was, we don't know who won. It's still early, but things are looking awful, awful good. Together in this campaign, to support your candidacy, oh. which I endorse. As this virus continues to ravage the world, there are also questions about how this all started. Coronavirus. And eventually spread across the globe. Cases of the disease it causes, known as COVID-19. As fears of a pandemic running out of toilet paper. The markets in free fall. U.S. reporting more than 371,000 American lives lost. Did you wash your hands? At home. We're going to be dealing with for this for a long time. Trump can't wish it away. He can't bend it to meet his political wishes. There are no miracles coming. See the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that? even more women on the high court bench. Women not shaped from the same mold, but of different complexions. I surely would not be in this room today without the determined efforts of men and women who kept dreams of equal citizenship alive. I have had the great good fortune to share life with a partner, truly extraordinary for his generation, a man who believed at age 18, when we met, that a woman's work, whether at home or on the job, is as important as a man's. I want to express our nation's deepest condolences and most heartfelt sympathies to the family of George Floyd. Terrible event. Terrible, terrible thing that happened. Black lives matter, period. President clutching a Bible at an historic church damaged by crime. And if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. That I picked the right person to join me as the next Vice President of the United States of America, and that's Senator Kamala Harris. But let's be clear, this election isn't just about defeating Donald Trump or Mike Pence. It's about building this country back better. In a few moments, we will proudly swear in the newest member of the United States Supreme Court, Justice Amy Coney Barrett. Thanks also to the Senate for giving its consent to my appointment. 
Come on, man. So let's do what we know works. Let's wear our masks. New York Post, clearly pro-Trump, puts out a cover treatment on Hunter Biden on Ukraine. Trump, show Biden face-to-face on the debate stage for the first time. Just this the radical question, left. Will you who shut is up, on, man. Listen, who is on your list? Don't ever use the word smart with me. Don't ever use that word. Oh, give me a break. Because you know what? There's nothing smart about you, Joe. 47 years you've done nothing. You're the, the worst way, president voice. America has ha- ever had. Hey, hey Come Joe, on. Let, me, let me just tell you, Joe. I'm, stand back and stand by. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. That was the worst debate I have ever seen. I'm pro fly. You have a fly on your head. The last few minutes, President Trump has tweeted saying that he and the First Lady have tested positive for COVID-19. Let's go straight to Los Angeles and our US correspondent. Now, voters are in the final hours of making a monumental decision for this country about who will lead us through the next four years. CNN projects Joseph R. Biden Jr. is elected the 46th president of the United States. If you count the legal votes, I easily win. The people of this nation have spoken. The number of Americans killed by the coronavirus is now nearly 400,000. We are not going to back down. We are going to clean this mess up now. President Trump won by a landslide. We are going to prove it. And we are going to reclaim the United States of America for the people who vote for freedom. He went on. We are going into a global recession. Murder horn. And welcome back to Politics Weekly. I'm your host, Nolan Cleary. And welcome back to the very first episode of 2021. This is our season four premiere. This will be the fourth year Politics Weekly has been in syndication. Uh, Joining me today, uh, we have a very special guest, Zach from the Political Punk Podcast. Zach, thank you for joining me. Yeah, Nolan, thanks for having me on. Happy to be here. So, Zach, tell us a little bit about what you do uh, on the the Political Punk Podcast and what are some of the things you talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, so kind of the background uh, of the the podcast itself, I mean, for a while I was wanting to start a, a podcast. I mean, we have a couple local podcasts. I'm from a town called Ogden, Utah. Uh, it's just north of Salt Lake. Um, and, and, yeah, we have some local podcasts. It's kind of a, a thing here. Um, we're a college town um, and all that, so... Um, but I'm a I'm a musician and I'm I'm the chair of our local Democratic uh, County Party. Um, so one day when I was going to work, um, just at my nine to five at the coffee shop, um, I was like, you know, I I think there may be a way to to mesh these two things together. Then you know I um, you know I want to do something with music and and politics and obviously music is inherently political and especially over the last year i mean everything's been politicized so uh, the political punk podcast basically the whole uh, purpose of the podcast is to you know kind of mesh those things together and i exclusively interview uh, bands and musicians who um who are you know politically active so um, and then, yeah, some of the things we talk about, I mean, we talk about a little bit of everything, but what I like to do on the podcast is ask them kind of what issues are going on in their hometown. Um, I've had guests from California, Arizona, Louisiana, just pretty much all over the country. Um, and, and it's been really interesting to hear the different issues going on in all the, the different states of America. So, 
So you said that you're the chair of your uh, local Democratic Party in Utah. Um, what's it like being the chair of uh, a Democratic Party? Uh, in, in, I would say, I think it's fair to say, a pretty Republican state. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, we, we um, you know, it, it is tough, but... Um, you know, we've we've actually flipped a legislative seat from from red to blue, um, and uh, honestly, one one of the biggest things we do as a county party um, after the election cycle every year, we want to feel like you know we left our community better than when we started. So we do a lot of you know food drives. I mean, twenty twenty, I think we did probably a dozen food drives. And just different community service projects, just things like that. I mean, we we adopted a highway that's a, a program here in Utah where organizations can adopt a segment of a highway. So we do that and we keep that clean. And you know, we just you know we like to practice you know leadership through through service and and put a lot of our focus into that. All right. Well, why don't we jump right into the news, starting with the main story everyone is talking about. Joe Biden, Joseph Robinite Biden Jr. has been sworn in uh, as the 46th president of the United States. Biden is currently 78 years old which makes him the oldest president ever inaugurated. Previously, Ronald Reagan uh, held that record from 1981 up until uh, 2017 uh, when Donald Trump beat his record by a year. Reagan was 69 uh, when he uh, became, when he was sworn in as president of the United States. Uh, Donald Trump was 70. Now Biden far outseeds both of their records uh, at the age of 78. Uh, Biden is also the second Catholic president uh, after uh, John F. Kennedy, um, and his vice president, Kamala Harris, has been sworn in as the 49th president, uh, vice president of the United States. Harris is the, uh, Harris is of uh, Asian descent and uh, Jamaican descent, which makes her the first black vice president, the first Asian vice president, and the first woman vice president of the United States. What are your thoughts on Joe Biden and Kamala Harris being sworn as the 46th president of the United States and the 49th vice president of the United States? I mean, it's exciting. I mean, you know, we've seen people on both sides of the aisle, um, you know, honoring how historic uh, Vice President Harris's um, election is. I mean, yeah, exactly like you said. I mean, she's just the first of so many of these categories, um, and a lot of people see and recognize that. Um, but yeah, I think one of the main things she hammers home is that she won't be the last of those categories. Um, you know, she she understands that she's uh, standing on the shoulders of so many that came before her. Um, she she wore purple at the inauguration um, in honor of Shirley Chisholm, who was the first African American woman to run for president of the United States. Um, so I mean, you know, it was just such a symbolic election. But I mean, I think a lot of you know, a lot of Americans are you know starting to feel hope. And I mean, even after that first press conference with Jen Psaki, I mean, um, it's it's just kind of refreshing that you feel you feel like you're getting you know the truth. You feel like you're at least getting some transparency. And even when it's a tough question, you know, they'll do their best to, to answer it. So it's exciting. It's been exciting to watch over this first week of the the Biden presidency. All right. Well, moving on to the next big story. Uh, insurrection at the Capitol. Uh, a number of uh, protesters at the Capitol protested violently, um, uh, in many cases rioting at the Capitol. Um, the, this was over uh, protest over the results of the 2020 presidential election, over allegations uh, that the election was illegitimate and that Donald Trump had actually 
uh, won the uh, the presidency. Um, this has led to a number uh, of controversy uh, of controversies and has led to um, and has led to calls for resignation for multiple Republican congressmen that opposed the results, including Missouri Senator Josh Hawley and Texas Senator Ted Cruz. What are your thoughts on this incident? Yeah, I mean, I I was at work watching the electoral college votes being counted. Um, I watched that because I'm a nerd and I like that stuff. But um, it was it was crazy because they they just kept talking about oh there's this protest outside but it's under control and then just kept escalating from there until eventually Wolf Blitzer um, was just like, so I was just watching CNN and he was like, okay, like protesters have breached the Capitol. And I was like, oh my God, like they were just, you know, finishing up the Senate a couple of minutes ago to because of this. Um, and just reading how close it was, um, how close all, you know, the protesters were from getting to some, some members of Congress, especially Mike Pence, they were talking about how just crazy close they got to him. Um, and you know, thank God that no one, um, you know, no members of Congress or the vice president were, you know, hurt in this or even kidnapped or murdered. Cause I mean, that was the plan. Um, but it's, you know, it's been good to, I mean, it, it was very inspiring that, um, that night, um, Congress finished, counting the votes they said you know we're not going to let these bullies stop us um so they finished it that night and and a lot of those um you know domestic terrorists they're they're being brought to justice um so yeah that's my take all right well speaking of that many have blamed uh now former president donald trump for inciting uh they they have uh, accused him of inciting the riots. Um, as a result, um, Congress, uh, the U.S. House of Representatives, uh, controlled by Democrats, has voted to impeach uh, President Donald Trump, uh, making Trump the first president in American history to be impeached twice. Um, he will also be the first president... Uh, to go through a Senate impeachment trial after leaving office. Um, President Trump, um, uh, uh, there were 232 votes in favor of impeaching Donald Trump, which makes this the most bipartisan impeachment vote uh, yet, as 10 Republicans broke uh, to uh, vote for Donald Trump's impeachment. Uh, One of those... uh, one of the people that broke was Liz Cheney, uh, the number three Republican in the U.S. House of Representatives and the chair of the uh, Republican House Committee, um, as well as the daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney. Multiple Republicans in the House, including Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan and Florida Congressman Matt Gates, have called for... Uh, for uh, Liz Cheney to be removed from uh, her position. Um, and many uh, in the Wyoming Republican Party have talked about primarying her out of her office in 2022. Um, right now, there are already two candidates running against her uh, in a primary in 2022. Uh, and the Wyoming Republican Party did vote to, uh, vote to censure uh, Ms. Cheney. Now the votes go to the Senate. Previously, there was an attempt to remove Trump via the uh, the 25th Amendment. However, then-Vice President Mike Pence refused to invoke it, leading to the impeachment. Now the articles go to the Senate, um, where um, where uh, where they must there must be 67 votes to convict President Trump. It is possible uh, that if uh, President Trump is convicted in the Senate that he may not be able to run again uh, for president, um, as there was previously talk that he would potentially consider another run for the presidency in 2024. Um, 
despite this, uh, Donald Trump, uh, despite this, right now it looks like uh, a number. Uh, despite all this, there is only re- one Republican so far who has pledged to vote to impeach Donald Trump or vote to convict Donald Trump, I should say. That being Alaska Senator Susan, uh, Lisa Murkowski. It is currently unknown uh, what other uh, senators might vote for. Uh, Utah Senator Mitt Romney, Maine Senator Susan Collins, and Nebraska Senator Ben Sass have all indicated they may vote for impeachment, but they have not made up a, uh, a decision yet. Uh, what are your thoughts on the second impeachment of of former President Donald Trump. Sure. Um, well, being here in, in Utah, um, you know, Mitt Romney is our senator, and it's it's pretty incredible to see just how many Republicans, you know, just hate the guy after he voted to impeach Trump the first time um, or to convict. But... Um, um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of Democrats here really like him, and Dem- and the Republicans don't like him. I mean, I I think it's so incredibly difficult for these Republicans to uh, stand against their party, not only because they don't have the spine to do it, but just because they are getting so many threats of you know violence against their families and just these insane threats. Um, and just obviously, you know, their own party, like you said, with Liz Cheney, you know, her own party turning against her. Um, it's just, it's just insane how, how angry the Republican party is over, over this when, when it's pretty obvious that the, that the president incited this insurrection against the, uh, the U S Capitol, um, um, so yeah, I, I think the Senate should go forward with it. You know, the articles of impeachment were delivered to the Senate today, um, so I think they should go forward. And you know, I think there, you know, there should be a vote. And who knows if they can get to that sixty-seven number, two-thirds to convict. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, let's move on to the next story. Democrats now have a bare majority. Uh, in the United States Senate. Uh, I say a bare majority because there is currently a 50-50 tie. However, that tie, uh, as, as all ties are broken by the Senate, uh, Kamala Harris uh, is the narrow uh, tie-breaking vote as she is the president of the Senate, giving Democrats the majority. This came after two elections in Georgia, both flipped blue one of the uh, elections in Georgia was the election for, uh, was uh, the regular election with David Perdue. He was an incumbent Republican senator running for re-election. He lost to John Ossoff, uh, the documentary filmmaker and former failed House candidate. In the Georgia special election, uh, Kelly Loeffler had been appointed to replace uh uh, the longtime Senator Johnny Isaacson um, and was hoping to, uh, to hold his seat uh, for another two years. However, she failed uh, in a special election uh, and has instead lost to Raphael Warnock, who will be the second black uh, senator to serve in the South since Reconstruction, the first being Tim Scott, uh, a Republican in South Carolina. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on uh, Democrats regaining uh, a bare majority in the United States Senate with the two wins in Georgia? Sure. Um, well, I, I think it was a very clear choice between good and bad. I mean, Kelly Leffler and David Perdue were two of the worst senators in the United States Senate. I mean, you know, they... You know, Senator Leffler was, you know, caught trading stocks um, or, you know, selling her stocks right before the pandemic hit. Um, um, and, you know, David Perdue is, you know, just equally as corrupt. And, I mean, 
they were called out a lot by Ossoff and, and Warnock. They didn't come to play at all. Um, and I, I think the people of Georgia really saw that. They saw that Purdue and Leffler were not in their um, best interest. And while it was a slim victory for both of them, um, it was a very important victory because, you know, that didn't, like you were talking about, it doesn't just affect Georgia. It affects the whole uh, affects the whole country because that gives Democrats a chance to pass meaningful legislation. All right. Well, with that, let's move on to uh, the next story. Uh, so the next story uh, involves... Uh, so... Uh, the next story involves a number of uh, executive decisions Joe Biden has already made. President Joe Biden has not been in office for very long, but he's already enacting uh, a lot of changes through the executive branch. Uh, one change he made was to re-enter the Paris Climate Accords. Uh, Donald Trump had previously withdrawn Americans from the Accords. Uh, Joe Biden has re-entered uh, America into the Accords. Joe Biden has also uh, signed a bill that allows uh, transgender athletes, uh, specifically transgender female athletes, to uh, serve uh, to uh, be on uh, sports teams in public schools uh, for female uh, sports teams. Uh, another uh, th- uh, another piece of legislation that Biden signed into law involved uh, uh, overturning Donald Trump's uh, transgender military policy. Uh, That was overturned. Um, Joe Joe Biden is also working to uh, reinstall NAFTA, uh, or sorry, not NAFTA, DACA. He's currently working to reinstall DACA, uh, which uh, gave a number of immigrants under the DREAMers program a path to citizenship. Uh, and Joe Biden is also in the process uh, of, uh, uh, of halting the Keystone Pipeline uh, in New Mexico. Uh, that was a controversial uh, piece of legislation uh, that was okayed by the Trump administration. It has been stopped just today. Joe Biden has announced that he will move forward to try and remove former President Andrew Jackson from the $7 bill and replace him with uh, uh, with abolitionist uh, Harriet Tubman, who is known for her work uh, on the Underground Railroad. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on all these pieces of legislation, uh, these major pieces uh, of legislation that Joe Biden has already accomplished uh, as president, despite at the time this video or this recording is coming out, Joe Biden being in office for not even a week. What are your thoughts on that? Right. Uh, no, I think there's definitely some huge wins in there. I mean, it's it's great to see us rejoin the Paris Climate Accord. Um, it's great to see the dreamers being helped, um, you know, in the path to citizenship uh, for for all those immigrants in, in the country. Um, you know, I, I think it's great, but I, I think President Biden also understands that he can't, um, executive is, uh, executive action his way through this presidency. Um, he's, he's definitely wanting to work bipartisan. I mean, with this new COVID um, relief package, you know, he's, he's bringing both sides to the table. He wants to, he wants to make it work. Because um, he knows that you know to be, you know to be a successful president, you have to bring both sides together, um, and and he's really trying to do that. And while that takes time, obviously, um, I think it'll work. But um, but it's great to see Biden for doing what he can do under his power. He's he's doing and he's getting a lot of things done. All right. Well. Let's move on to the next story. Uh, So a big story involving uh, the Arkansas governor's race. In 2022, there will be another gubernatorial election in Arkansas. This is a red state, and it is a state that is expected to to go red again. However, uh, incumbent governor Asa Hutchinson 
will be ineligible to run for a third term due to term limits. Just today, former White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders announced that she will be running for governor of Arkansas. What are your thoughts? Uh, I should note that um, she served as press secretary under President Donald Trump and is the daughter of former governor as well as former two-time presidential candidate Mike Huckabee. What are your thoughts on Sarah Huckabee Sanders announcing her candidacy for governor of Arkansas? Yeah, I mean, well, I've I've tried to do what I can to forget about Sarah Huckley Sanders, to be honest with you. Um, But, uh, you know, she, yeah, she, this was rumored for a long time that she was looking at this seat. Um, And I'm not, I'm definitely not surprised by it. Um, I I think she was a, I mean, she was one of the first press secretaries. I mean, I think she came in after Sean Spicer. I think she was the one after him, if I'm not confused on that but um but yeah all i remember about her is you know very dishonest very you know rude to the media and um you know she was just a terrible leader in that press room and i don't see reasons why she would be any different in the governor's office all right uh well speaking of uh political offices uh donald president donald trump has left office but could some of his uh, relatives be preparing a presidential run? Um, or, or not a presidential run, a political run, multiple political runs. Uh, in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, that is an open race. Um, it's expected to be a very heavily watched uh, race in 2022, potentially the most watched race. Uh, Joe Biden narrowly carried the state in 2020. Uh, uh, Donald Trump narrowly carried the state in 2016. Um, Right now, uh, obviously, uh, incumbent Pat Toomey, a Republican, will be retiring, leaving the state open and more vulnerable. Um, Donald Trump Jr., the eldest son of the president, is thinking uh, about running uh, for that uh, uh, running for that seat. Uh, he reportedly has been uh, encouraged by his. Uh, he's reportedly been encouraged by friends in the state to run, as he's currently residing there uh, with his girlfriend, former first lady of California uh, of Sa- uh, of Sacramento, California. Um, uh, uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle. Um, in, um, uh, in the state of Florida, Ivanka Trump, the eldest daughter of the president, uh, is thinking about potentially running for U.S. Senate, primarying incumbent uh, Senator uh, Marco Rubio. And in the state of North Carolina, this is going to be another heavily watched race. Donald Trump carried the state twice, but narrowly. Um, uh, incumbent Richard Burr is retiring. Um, he, uh, right now, Lara Trump, the daughter-in-law of the president, um, who is married to the president's son, Eric Trump, is reportedly thinking about making a run for Senate in that seat. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on all these Trumps uh, considering uh, future runs for political office? Yeah, I mean, I say go for it. I mean, you know, America has rejected Trumpism you know, already. I think they'll do it again. I mean, Trump never won the popular vote. Uh, in the United States um, when he was running for president. And and like you said, Pennsylvania, Biden won North Carolina, was really close. Um, And, and yeah, I mean, these these states are just, you know, getting closer and closer. And I I really don't think there's enough of a Trump wing of the party um, to support that. I mean, I, I think the Republican Party is trying to find 
you know, a new direction right now. Yep. And, yep. and I think they're going to struggle with that, especially with people like the Trumps running for these offices. So, Okay. Well, let's move on to the next story. Uh, so, in the state of North Car- uh, in, in the state of Ohio, uh, Ohio, once considered a key swing state, um, now leaning in a more Republican direction. Donald Trump won the state of Ohio by eight points both times he ran for the presidency. Um, uh, Ohio is a uh, from from 1960 up until. 2016, uh, no uh, presidential candidate uh, won the presidency without the state of Ohio. Um, That streak broke in 2020 when Joe Biden lost Ohio by eight points, uh, but still managed to win the presidency. Um, Rob Portman, the incumbent Republican senator from Ohio, has announced that he will not be running for a third term in this state. Uh, Portman said that he uh, believes uh, the partisanship in Washington has deterred him from running for a third term, and he is therefore retiring and not seeking a third term as Ohio's senator. Um, what... Uh, uh, right now, it is unclear what Republican may run to replace him. It is currently rumored that a number of Republicans, including Congressman Jim Jordan, could make a uh, run for the seat. Um, right now, Tim Ryan has, uh, Congressman Tim Ryan and former presidential candidate Tim Ryan, um, has expressed interest in running for the seat on the Democratic line. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on the rumors about this seat in Ohio? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I was honestly excited to see that Tim Ryan said he was interested. Um, you know, he's he's been in Congress for a long time. Um, he's very popular in his district, and I, I think he'll be very popular in the state um, if he decides to run. But yeah, like you're saying, I mean, Ohio is definitely getting a little more solidly read um in the past few elections i mean um yeah that that was one on election night where it looked good looked close and then yeah it just headed out pretty much but um but yeah one one thing um as far as winning that seat i mean who knows what the best strategy is is to win there um, but, you know, John Kasich, you know, I don't really have anything against him, but, you know, he said he was going to help flip that for Biden and wasn't able to. Um, so I think we need, as a, as a, a Democratic Party, need to you know, really listen to um, our new chairman, Jamie Harrison, um, and, you know, and a lot of the stuff that Stacey Abrams has been doing um, in, in Georgia. And you don't have to copy it word for word, but they had a lot of good ideas that brought a lot of turnout. Um, so um, when it comes to flipping that seat, I mean, yeah, we're going to have to get creative because that's a, that's a pretty red state. All right. Well, let's move on to the next story. Uh, so the next story uh, involves uh, the... Um, so the next story involves uh, the New York City mayoral election. This November, there will be a mayor's race uh, to determine who will replace Mayor Bill de Blasio as mayor of America's biggest city. And right now, a key prominent name has already announced he will be running, that being Andrew Yang. Yang was a long-shot grassroots uh, candidate for the presidency in 2020. He was largely considered an underdog at first, but still continued to gain steam throughout, making multiple debate stages and gaining a lot of national attention 
for his unique uh, platform uh, involving his plan to give $1,000 a month to every American 18 years or older. Uh, Yang has now announced he will be running uh, to be New York City's mayor. He's hoping to uh, revitalize uh, the state uh, economically uh, after COVID. Um, he joked about bringing back the New York Knicks in one ad. Um, and he is currently running in a Democratic primary uh, to uh, become mayor. Um, there, um, As New York City is a Democratic state, it is likely that whoever their next mayor is, it will likely be a Democrat, or it's at least expected to be that way. Um, Yang is, uh, Yang currently, uh, has a slight lead over other Democrats in the field, according to polling. What are your thoughts on Andrew Yang throwing his hat into the race? Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly love Andrew Yang. I mean, I, I never really supported him in the primary at all, but I, I think he brought a lot of new people into the into the party. And I mean, I think he had the most unique ideas out of any candidate, um, but some really good ideas. Um, I, I think he'll be a great mayor um, for New York. I think, um, you know, I think he's definitely an innovator. Um, and I think, um, you know, while that may not be the number one thing we need right now, I think he'll be able to find, you know, new ways to, you know, combat COVID and, and bring back this economy. So um, I think he's an exciting candidate and I like his campaign so far. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll see. There's a few good candidates running, but I'd say Andrew Yang is my, my favorite so far. All right, well, let's move on. So in the state of Arizona, Arizona is a state uh, which was previously considered a Republican state, but has been trending more blue in past years. In 2018, uh, Arizona uh, elected uh, uh, Kirsten Sinema uh, to be uh, their first uh, Democratic senator in 20 years. Um, in 2020, they elected Mark Kelly to the Senate as well. Uh, and Joe Biden won the state of Arizona in 2020 as well, making the state more of a purple-leaning state. Uh, the Arizona Republican Party recently came uh, under controversy for their censuring uh, of multiple Republicans uh, critical of the Donald Trump presidency. The first Republican they censured, uh, they censured was the current governor of the state, that being Republican Doug Ducey. Ducey was censured uh, for, um, for his stance on the 2020 election, which was considered controversial amongst Republicans, that being that Trump should concede the election to Joe Biden. Uh, the second Republican who was censured uh, was former U.S. Senator Jeff Flake. Uh, Flake was, uh, was censured for his uh, ardent support uh, for multiple Democratic politicians. Uh, Cindy McCain, uh, the widow of former U.S. Senator and uh, 2008 Republican nominee uh, John McCain, was also censured um, for her endorsement of Joe Biden in the 2020 presidential elections. Uh, additionally, uh, controversial Arizona State Republican Party Chair Kelly Ward, who is controversial for her ardent support of President Donald Trump, was also reelected narrowly to be the party's chair. What are your thoughts uh, on these uh, controversial things yeah i mean i think the arizona republican party is um has completely lost its course i mean they're openly saying they're no longer the party of mccain i mean i think it's just so gross that they have you know completely taken on trumpism and have really forgotten people who have been so loyal 
um, to their party, but most importantly to the state of Arizona. Um, like, um, you know, McCain, um, you know, Cindy McCain and, and, you know, the governor too. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's gross. They're, they're, they've, de- they've definitely taken, you know, a very Trumpish social media course. I mean, their Twitter is just constantly attacking people. And like you said, they can't stop censoring people. They're just very full of themselves and they think there's something that they're not. Um, and, and yeah, I think they're going to pay for it, which they already have. They've, you know, they've lost the, uh, you know, both Senate seats and the presidency, and they're probably going to lose the governor's seat as well. All right, well, let's move on to the next story. Joe Biden has been le- has been in office for less than a week, uh, but uh, right now there are already attempts to impeach the new president. Republican Congress, uh, Republican Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene has already introduced uh, articles of impeachment uh, to uh, the U.S. House floor uh, to impeach President Joe Biden. She wants to impeach uh, Biden over what she perceives uh, as Biden uh, as being corrupt business dealings and corrupt dealings that Biden has had in the past with China in her mind. Uh, it is unlikely uh, for the time being that the articles will go anywhere as Democrats currently control the United States House of Representatives. It is possible, um, should Republicans get the House back in 2023, that they could potentially uh, potentially uh, attempt to uh, impeach Biden uh, then. Uh, but right now, it doesn't seem to be uh, something that is on their radar. Uh, what are your thoughts on these attempts? Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, what are, your, what are your thoughts on these attempts uh, to impeach President Biden? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I think it's laughable. I think that... Um, you know, Representative Marjorie Green, she she's not looking out for the country. She's looking out for her own reelection efforts, and she thinks that that's popular enough in her district that it'll help get her reelected. Um, there's obviously no grounds for impeachment of President Biden, and if the Republicans do take back the House in 2022, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to impeach um, President Biden, which is just gross because obviously. President Trump was impeached because he broke the law several times, whereas if they impeach President Biden, um, obviously assuming he doesn't do anything impeachable by then, but it's just grasping at straws and it's just, you know, they're really just trying to rally their own base. They're not looking out for this country. All right. Well, let's move on to our final story uh, of this week. Uh, So this week, uh, President Trump could be starting a new political party. Uh, According to some reports, Trump is thinking about starting his own political party, that being the Patriot Party. Um, um, There have been reports uh, that Previously, rumors that Donald Trump could be seeking the presidency in 2024. If Trump were to do so, um, he could run as a Republican again or could potentially start his own party. And the current rumor is that he would start his own party, the Patriot Party. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, what is your take on Donald Trump? potentially starting the Patriot Party. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously he would fail. I mean, he wouldn't win. Um, you know, he he's proven that he's capable of losing the presidency. So um, I, I think the Patriot Party, I think, once again, it's not looking out for America. It's just trying to hold on to his 
supporters and he's trying to keep attention on himself. Um, yeah, I mean, if that happens, obviously it's great news for Democrats because, you know, that would split the Republicans up, hopefully. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's interesting. I honestly can't see it going very far. I think the Republican Party is trying to move on from Trump right now, and we'll see. Um, we'll see if he still has any steam left and how much his supporters are staying on. But yeah, we'll see. I don't see it going very far though. All right, Zach from the uh, political uh, punk podcast. Thank you again for joining us this week. Before you go, do you want to tell people where you can be found on social media and also where people can listen to your podcast, uh, the Political Punk Podcast? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, as far as social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, so on Facebook, we have a, a, it's a group, um, so it's a Facebook group, so you can get in there. We have discussions in there and all that. On Instagram, you can just learn about new episodes and all that. Um, but yeah, you can pretty much listen to it anywhere you listen to your podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple, um, Podcast, Podchaser, um, you know, pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast, we're, um, we're up there. And if you look at the links in the Instagram bio and, and in the Facebook group, you can find the whole list of, um, you know, players that you can check it out on, um. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me on. And yeah, and this has been the first podcast I've been on as, you know, the host of the Political Punk Podcast. So, and no, I, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, sir. And make sure, uh, everyone to listen next week. Uh, in four episodes, we have our special 100th episode. Uh, make sure to stay tuned for that. And make sure to stay tuned for our updates, uh, about, our uh, upcoming podcast, Biden Watch, uh, that will be a bipartisan uh, look, uh, monthly look at the Biden presidency. Uh, so make sure to stay tuned for that. After four seasons, it's finally coming. Politics Weekly. The 100th episode coming soon.